After Buzzers. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Orphan Black After Show here at After Buzz TV. Tonight, we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 6, The Scandal of Altruism. And we have a very special guest here tonight, so stay tuned to see who it is. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Uh, I know you're going to set your gun, but I can still feel you here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right, guys. Yeah. Goodbye <laughs> to Kendall. We are so sorry to see her go. Thank you all for tuning in to the Orphan Black After Show at AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Sam Davidson, and as many of you guys know, we have an awesome guest here with us. We love to hate Miss Evie Cho, a.k.a. Jessalyn Wanlin. Thank you so much for being here. Hello. 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 And guys, nicest girl in the world, honestly. <laughs> She's an amazing actress because she is so kind. So, Jessalyn, where can everyone find you on social media and start following you, getting um, to know you? I am at Jessalyn Wanlum on everything. Awesome. Yes. Cool. So, so nice. guys, start Crazy. following her because we're excited to see what happens on the rest of this journey. And again, I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. I have a full panel here with me tonight. So, and we also have the live chat going over here. Yes, send and us your questions. Yeah, please do. And we have your guys' Twitter questions as well. Hashtag ABTV Ask Evie. Guys, introduce yourselves. Let us know where we can find you on Twitter. Hi, I'm Joel Monique, and you can find me everywhere at Joel Monique. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amanda Richards. I'm happy to be back. You can find me at Amanda. FTA31 everywhere. Hey, I'm Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo or Snapchat. Kelly McInerney with three L's. <laughs> yeah, she's the Snapchat queen over here. So am I, by the way. Um, Queens. You guys, tonight's episode was super intense, yeah. uh, but amazing. What general, general thoughts here? What do we think? Uh, Just, favorite episode of the season so far. Yeah. Wow. Now so what? Good. Now what? Mm. That's how they're I screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are not in a good place. We do not yeah. end well. It's 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 definitely one of the best, and I love this season so far. It's just been absolutely amazing because they really are taking it back to the basics yes. and just just mm -hmm. getting back to a solid plot line, knowing what, exactly what's going on. So I'm I'm loving it. Yeah. yeah. So did you, Jessalyn, before the show started and you got cast and everything? Mm -hmm. This season started. I mean, did you watch Orphan Black at all? Were you familiar? I did. Oh, wow, I so did. you were a fan. Well, so I watched the first two seasons, and then I kind of fell off the bandwagon because I was like, when is it airing? I have no idea what's going on. So then I watched season three after I mm -hmm. got the show. So yeah. I, got, I had to catch myself up. I didn't know what was going on, and then... I still didn't know what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> season three was so confusing. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I I agree with you about season three, and I feel like this season they needed to bring it back to basics, but also mm -hmm. bring in like a new, but not new because you really were in this from the start. Right, like a new it villain. Kind of just mm -hmm. came back full circle for everybody. Yeah, now they yeah. have answers to a lot of the questions that they had from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind of cool to be a part of. Yeah, for sure. it, it I, is really cool. Yeah, I even like how like Evie's motive just to destroy everything you know because it was too complicated last like you said last season just yeah. now it's just like let's just get rid of it right <laughs> <laughs> and now we finally know where beth went when she was out of the video or 
a little bit more than we had known yeah. before. That was because that video we've seen so many times. Right. Yeah. So it's great to know what was going on. Well, let's talk about Beth because we kind of start with her and we end with her. So we're going to start about, you know, what they did at the beginning and then what we found out at the end. So we found out that Beth knew Evie. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of working. To, they were working together because she was going to have her kill Susan, right. essentially. Mm-hmm. So they thought... Manipulated her. Manipulated kind of, her. Yes. And Evie is basically, I would say, the most person that's responsible for Beth's death because she literally said, like, <laughs> you of should course. die. She said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of but it's also Beth's, you know, demons inside her where she feels like she can't do what she wanted to do in this whole, you know, trying to find Susan and, and trying to just solve everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it's not all my fault. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not all my fault. <laughs> well, that's, of course, what the character would say, that, which means, like, you're doing your job. You're thinking, you know, because I'm sure that you as an actor feel as though, well, Evie is evil, but she might have some reasonings behind her evilness, even exactly. if they're not justified. You know, it was funny because when I was doing the show, when we were shooting, I, I didn't think of her as an awful human being. I knew that mm-hmm. her actions were going to have consequences or, you know, upset people, but I didn't necessarily, in my mind, as <laughs> Evie Cho playing her, that, you know, she's just a terrible person. Because, you know, for me, in my point of view, I was like, well, my truth is that I, this is what my science is, and this is what I believe in. So I didn't think it was that, yeah. obviously. Yeah, Wow. But other people seem to think. Yeah, you okay. know, you're responsible, <laughs> apparently, for some stuff. I don't know. I... We'll get into, like, because there's other storylines you're tied into, too, now, with your past. And it's just cool because it's like they're writing a whole book on you. It's like you could almost have your own show of everything that you've been doing, the character, Mm -hmm. and how they felt. So, you know, Beth, uh, we see Susan in the flashback at the beginning, too, with Mm -hmm. Beth. And Susan, when Beth goes to put her at gunpoint and, you know, Susan explains who she is, Beth backs down. And Susan makes it like she really loves the, the sisters. And yeah. that if it wasn't her, it would be someone else, a.k.a. you. Right. But you, she's the only one that really cares for them. Do you guys think that that was true or her just not wanting to get shot in the head? I think a little bit of both. Yeah. Because I think she does love what she... She created them, you know? that She's the mom. There's she, So she has, like, the nurturing... and Like, she wants them to live. And we'd see that she does really love one of them, you know, Ira. I feel like weird. she loves them, like, um... Like, a god on high. Like, because she's so callous with their lives. Like, because it's to serve a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she can love them as individuals, but I think she loves watching them grow. I think she feels a responsibility to them as a whole as opposed to the individual. Um, so I don't know. I think Susan's confused about a lot of things. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree with you about that. I think that, the per- that Susan really believes that she's doing something for the greater good and she's changing or she's helping with the science of genetics. And she's it's like everything that happens, one person dead is, is not as bad as helping the greater good. That's yeah. what they keep thinking. So it's almost like she doesn't, she's not trying to be a bad person. It's just that she is a bad person. Yeah. Moral of this like episode, all the bad people aren't trying to be bad. They're just... You know, they're doing their thing. They're yeah. being scientists. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of the detective Dukos had a really interesting line. I forget what it was. It, it, at the end, you know, he just kind of said, "I was, I'm in a bad position. I, I yeah. just kind of have to do what I have to do to mm-hmm. save people." And I think that at the end of the day, that's a lot of the antagonists, you know, motive. 
But I will say, though, Susan was so cruel to Rachel, who's the one she actually raised. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how could you be so evil? Because she's supposed to be the most, like, the one that's actually your daughter. But yeah. I feel like that comes from a place of, like, uh, parents who have such high expectations for their children sometimes aren't the most affectionate because I expect you to excel and so I'm going to push and lean on you until you achieve the things I know that you're capable of and I really feel like that's her relationship. Yeah and I see what is it Ash Ebot said if she loves them why did Helensky happen? Where Helsinki. Was Susan? Hels- okay I did it again. <laughs> Damn it Helsinki. That hooked on phonics Helsinki. I feel you in the same way. <laughs> Where was Susan then? So very good point. On that note you know I just want to there was a fun part of this episode this episode was very dramatic mm-hmm. but we had Crystal yes. who I'm I love her oh so God. great. I She's think she best. might be like my new favorite clone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. did you guys know apparently that clone was kind of created by uh, Tatiana when they were just like ad-libbing last season with yes. the caster clones. They were of course. Yeah, and she kind of created it because after the Black, which is you know the after show on BBC after mm-hmm. the show BBC America, they that's what um, the guy that plays the Caster clone said, <laughs> which is really cool because she was just kind of messing around, and then <laughs> yes. they discovered Crystal, who is amazing, and she thinks that the um, makeup, cosmetic, the industry. cosmetic <laughs> industry, what is it, Vasan Saloon or Vidal? Yeah, yeah, they're like an actual like shampoo makeup company. <laughs> She's legit thinks and she has some of it right that's the thing she's not totally stupid and totally off she's just clueless and in the dark like she can't make the connections that they've been able to make because they have like a whole network of clones helping them out and she's just doing this by herself but i'm kind of surprised at how accurate she's been able to get some of the stuff down yeah Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. pretty awesome and art is there and it's so (laughs) when he sees her in the police station oh my gosh and he hears the voice and he just is like what he goes and looks, and it's her, and she's like, you know, they're after me in the cosmetic industry. <laughs> and, I mean, at this, I just want her to join the club. Really? Yeah. Don't, yeah. What do you guys feel? I feel like she needs to join the club. She's in danger. And I know they think that they're doing, like, and it feels um, thematically, like, these are all the right steps to keep her out of trouble. Like, we need to keep her kind of ignorant and away from everybody and, you know, she will protect her. But I think that by keeping her out of Clone Club, that they're putting her in more danger because she's clearly not going to stop asking questions. And mm-hmm. she keeps ending up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Like, she's, she's a disaster waiting to happen. I feel like they need to take her under wing. Maybe give her to S. Get some life lessons. <laughs> a little S boot camp. Yeah, S can just make everything better. I believe that's true. I think maybe they will, though, because she knows about Delphine. Like, yeah. So maybe... And what a cliffhanger that was. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, you know, Delphine, she tells um, Art and Felix, because Felix comes into the equation as well, and it's funny, he forgot that he had robbed her, <laughs> and uh, which was, and then she maced him. And they mention Delphine, and she says, oh, I was there. I saw it happen. You know, she was shot. And there's but a not killed in her words yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there is literally a Twitter account that has commented, thank you so much, a ton with our stuff. Uh, that is basically Delphine is alive, I think, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Delphine. That is that's uh, Delphine is alive is the Twitter name. <laughs> um, but she could. They never say that she's dead exactly. Didn't well, they, didn't so Evie say Evie she was shot? Says she was shot and yeah. killed, like without yeah. any questions. But she wasn't there, right? Right. But and that's why there's a lot of questions because. Um, 
perky clone whose name suddenly escapes me. Crystal. Crystal. Crystal says, I saw everything. Now, everything implies to me that it's more than just... Like she shot and killed, like or otherwise, why not just say like, "Oh, I saw her die." Like it was horrible. I really feel like there's something else. And Delphine is smart, has a lot of knowledge, a lot of the knowledge that was recently just erased. I feel like her being gone forever is not gonna. I, I do believe she's alive somewhere. Oh. Yeah, being kept on ice, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> They're winter soldiering I her. Know, but I can't tell you. Oh. Oh. I was just about to ask. I was say, do you know anything? Maybe after well, the cameras go off, that. inside she scoop. Shot dead. I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, oh. I'm gonna continue to go with that one. Well, then that makes me feel good a little bit. Because we actually got a I feel like we're doing reverse psychology. Yes. <laughs> We've got a lot of questions in the chat. Uh, a lot of people are asking, why didn't Evie just have Duco kill the clones he interacted with? Um, you know, that would have been a simpler solution to everything. <laughs> but, you know, obviously that's not... I don't think that's what the show's about. I don't think there's, like, a new... An enemy that actually overtakes any of them, yeah. ultimately. Mm-hmm. So I think killing Kendall was the the one most important clone for me to 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 get rid of. And the other yeah. clones aren't going to survive long anyway. If history has been proof, and why bloody up the streets? Why right. like put yourself in more in harm's way? You got right. rid of the person like, you why got would, ri- why rid of. Why would you shoot kill kill Kasima there when Kasima's already? Sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to them, you know, Sarah goes and destroys all of the DNA. So, oh god, what, what is, a nightmare! You know, I I kind of have everything packaged really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say, because we're gonna cover this part at the end, but I'm just really happy that I know where Evie's scar came from because when they <laughs> went, because I was just like, what? Did that girl get pistol whipped? I think I literally like said it as a joke. I was watching it with people, but you know, she did. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because doesn't she turn that into a story earlier on about like her genetic like growing up and being sick? Like this is yeah. a scar from that. Wasn't that, that true was, though? Right? That was so, no, when you no. first meet me, in the beginning of the season, you don't have the I scar. I don't have a scar. Yeah. So that was the result of Beth. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I, you know, we all get confused at the time because for us, it's been almost four years of watching this show. You got to think, though, it's probably been over six, only months. six months. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what we figured out is six yeah. months. So it, it's different. And it's like, oh, how is this new person being introduced? No, it's only been six months. There's mm-hmm. bound to be a ton exactly. of new people being mm-hmm. introduced. Let's get into Sarah, because obviously Oof. she's the core of everything, of the episode, you know. They kidnap Susan, bring her to Felix's, and um, basically just, you know, kind of try to break her down and ask her everything that they need to know. And Kendall is there, and that meet was very funny, I thought. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you know, Kendall, she was like, Susan was excited to meet Kendall, mm-hmm. and Kendall was like, of course freaking terrified yeah as she yeah. should be and grouchy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and kendall is grouchy Classic she's, kendall. she's pretty, yeah she's an old she's lady grouchy. you know <laughs> she probably has pains that we don't have you know she's well old. she's and she's sick though <laughs> yeah. yeah she's yeah. always smoking a cigarette like yeah. well and this is a person who's chased her literally around the world like trying to kill her trying mm-hmm. to kill like the clones who she's now referring to as her daughters like she has a lot of reason to and i'm sure under different circumstances, she would try to just stab this chick in the eye. Like, she would be like, yeah. you just need to end this. I don't even know why we're dealing with her, except for this is the only opportunity to save the clones. So, there's a lot of tension in that room. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's... 
like back to Crystal for a second, just in general, all these clones, you no matter how, even if there's thousands, which God, I hope not, but you have to feel love for any of them if you're a clone. Mm -hmm. And that's how Kendall feels about all of them. And in a way, that's how Susan feels. Mm -hmm. But there's so many of them. I mean, it's crazy. And I'm glad that Rachel is there because, you know, Rachel's like the bad one of the clones. But, God, there's bound to be more. There has Mm -hmm. to be. Uh, But, you know, we see Sarah get her little thing taken out by Evie. Oh, my goodness. That was a tough scene to watch. It was amazing. I love love Gore. (laughs) It wasn't as bad as, like, the the semen one. last week, though, was pretty gross. Much worse. Yeah. Yeah, that and then the semen one a couple weeks ago when, like, Donnie is, like, (laughs) masturbating. And then they Uh, show, like. The worm. (laughs) Yeah, that was so gross. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Evie agrees to take it out of her cheek, Mm -hmm. and Cosima goes to kind of be her spotter because, you know, they're getting what they need from Kendall. And, uh, you know, if she moves, she dies, blah, blah, blah. My biggest question that I was kind of confused about was when she takes it out, Evie says something like, well, she kind of did something wrong or it's not exactly correct. Like, so when she took it out, was it the way they expected it to be? No, it was leaking. Yeah, it was was leaking. leaking. Mm -hmm. So then she put the swab over it. Like and I think this is from when she poison. went to the dent. The ah crap. Yeah, that, dentist, that yeah. girl. Yeah. And then she was poking around trying to take it out, and I think she might have damaged it before. Because I think we see uh, Sarah go a little bit like health wise down after that incident. Like things get crazy, starts making a lot of irrational decisions. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, that's what I thought oh. was damaged anyway. Okay, so you thought the poison could have been part of the reason why she's been acting so impulsive? I think so, a little bit. Um, I know that they said that it was trying to uh, kill her so they could figure out, isolate like what it was that was hurting the clones. Um, but I, I really hope so because she's been acting really, really crazy, and I would really like it if there was an excuse for that. Yeah. <laughs> she's been acting crazy. She's usually my favorite clone, but in the past couple episodes, I've kind of been like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. It's crazy. Stuff. I she think just gets a little crazy. Yeah. Though the ma- the maggot was ruptured when Evie was taking it out, though. You think she did it? You I, think Evie purpose? did it on purpose to kill her? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will never do that. <laughs> like she, it might have happened if it was the other lady I assisting. Think, yeah, I mean. Uh, this was shot, wait, I don't even remember. This was like November or December of my life. So it's foggy, but um, I don't know. Evie's intention was definitely not to affect Sarah in that way because she still had to get her side and to destroy it. Yeah. You know, it was a barter. Yeah. So yeah. if I didn't do my job, then I would never, you know, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. the story would not, not have developed. Well, on that note, I know someone here, let's see, they had a question. I had the same question. How cool and interesting was it to shoot that scene with the two clones. of the clones? That yeah. was so awesome and nerve-wracking and just confusing all at once because <laughs> y- they have a camera called the Technodolly. It's a very expensive camera that they have to rent out, and it it took the, almost the whole day to shoot that one, one scene, scene because she has to change over, and we had to do... you. You splice it up into the actual scene, and you have Catherine, who's playing her, dub- her double, playing the other clone, 
and then you're doing some audio work and then you're doing some miming because you can't you have to everything just has to kind of like you have to cover every boundary mm -hmm. and then we swap it over and we redo the whole thing do you guys so, do it by camera setup so it's like this shot and then she runs out changes into the next clone's costume and then we do that way? we do the yeah we do the whole thing with sarah first or something is it sarah first or whatever <laughs> Um, and then we swap it over. Got the it. The techno dolly basically memorizes the movement of the whole scene. Ah. So that you're getting kind of like a map of the camera movement. Wow. Oh, wow. And then, you know, when we have our coverage, then obviously then we can use a regular camera for that. But it's a whole ordeal. It wow. was so cool. So you really have to do the exact same movements every single time. Um, yeah. In terms of... Wow. Yeah, it's very technical. And that was the most challenging part because you still have to keep it as authentic as possible right. but it was a really hard scene to do because I was kind of just flustered with oh my god there's this new thing that you can't talk and I can't talk but we have our voices in our earpiece <laughs> and so oh, that's crazy yeah so it was just kind of mechanical but it was really cool because you know the FX guy was on set the whole day Jeff Scott bless his heart he's so <laughs> amazing at what he does he does all of this special effects he's like the head guy to make sure that everything looks super real so it was such a cool day wow. i was kind of like oh my god this is so cool <laughs> i get to play with two clones yeah it, it was, was cool. fun and i mean i'm sure that she's amazing to work with yes yeah i mean does she really does she go into character like does she when the camera comes off if she's Kazima does she act differently than if she's Sarah or is it like or is it like once there's a cut it, it's back to Tatiana and it's a completely different person I mean when she's Sarah she's talking with her accent throughout wow um, when she was Beth because Beth was kind of like new to her because she died in the <laughs> first season mm -hmm. she kind of had to bring this character to life this season four right. so a lot of the time when I was working with Beth I just let her do her thing because she was still trying to find I, not I don't know what she was doing <laughs> <laughs> but I was just trying to give her her space to, in order to like do the performance that she does so brilliantly you know but she's she's definitely Tatiana the coolest coolest scene partner actor I mean you could uh. possibly ever ask for Wait, I think that's why y'all started watching the show. A lot of the reason is because yeah. she's just so brilliant. And it's been so great to watch Crystal come because it's interesting. I start to forget that all the clones are, are Tatiana. Mm -hmm. Me too. Like, I start to just, they're, they're, they're like, Allison and Kazima are so different to me that it's like, I almost completely forget it's the same person. But now that Crystal's back again, I'm like, Jesus, she's a good actress. <laughs> I mean, and Mika. Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mika, she's cool too. Mika and too. Helena. Oh. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, all it's amazing. insane. It's insane. So, I keep on saying every time I watch, I'm like, oh god, I need to email the actress that plays um, their, their you know, the publicist of them to, and I'm like, duh, no, Sam, the same <laughs> actress, it's the same person. And Jeez. the fact she hasn't won an Emmy yet. Oh, yeah, or she was just was nominated. She not, yeah, she was nominated for the first yeah. time, just once. Yeah, finally, bastards. But her list of characters was like. Seven, yeah, two. it's just like she's <laughs> too good for the Emmys, basically, because she plays so many people and they're not smart enough to figure yeah. it out. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, you know, <laughs> Tell really speaking good. of smart, we'll get into Kasima, who really had a big storyline and a really awful, awful time. It was a bad day for Kasima. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me guys just ask you a general question. What are your feelings about Scott? 
Hmm. I know a lot of people think that he's a He's too nice to be true. What? Sorry, that would come as such a shock to me if that was revealed that Scott was not completely in the clone's corner. I would be on the floor. I don't even know. I don't know. What? Yeah, I think he's I think he's a ally. I, I hope so. I think he's too basic to be evil. Isn't his name uh-huh. like Scott Smith or something? Like something so <laughs> Which is so <laughs> generic. <laughs> Why it's like a fake name and he's evil. Alright, alright. I, I kinda get that now that you, now that you say that. The fan board just lit up. I love Scott. Uh-huh. Scott is legit. Scott is a mess. We don't love this. I don't like this fan theory yeah. at all. If, if Scott were ever to be a part of like the evil side, I think he'd already be dead because he couldn't handle it. Probably. So yeah. Yeah. I just need to have sex with him then. Because what is he getting out of all of this, honestly? What, what, friendship Knowledge. and love and a cool project to work on yeah. like he was gonna like try to help cure her and even I love that moment when he was like we would have done it if we had enough time okay, yes. we just, yeah, well guys down. I see you I am okay someone said Scott is 100% on Lita's side wow <laughs> I love the character and I think it would make him an even more fascinating character yeah and cool if he was possibly on the other side or playing both sides you know a double would agent be a great twist my heart does not want that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would break my heart. It's like sh- he's kind of, in a way, uh, hit her Felix. I think they're kind of like brothers. Yeah, sister, kind of. I know. I'm just like, oh, so maybe I don't they'll want get that. together before she dies. Hopefully not. But wait, she's a lesbian. Just kidding. It didn't appear <laughs> that he was getting a lot out of Lita prior to like when they first started like working together. Um, And it took a lot of coaxing to get him to help her and kind of be, like, go against Lita's word, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, I I think it was kind of a process, so I don't know. This show, anything can happen. I I feel I don't want to say definitively, like, no, but I feel in my heart, like... Scott's a good guy. All right. Well, <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. He's a good I guy. think that maybe he got coaxed and then came back to our mm. side. I don't know. We shall see. I just kind of wanted to know if I wasn't crazy, which I don't think I'm totally crazy. No, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, with Kasima, she's all involved with the Kendall stuff. And we, I saw in the scene from last week, you know, we see Kasima crying. And it's very upsetting, and now we know why. <laughs> why she was so upset. You know, they Kasima to Susan is an asset, which I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she is, and I'm glad that Susan recognizes that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that the reason Kasima is still alive is because she is an asset? Why wouldn't Evie and uh, Detective Duco have just really killed her when they brought Kendall out there in that field? I think Evie wants to, like, she likes to make him suffer a little bit. Like, she's already, like mm. you said, you she Absolutely. already killed the, uh, <laughs> no. I killed the yeah. one that I needed yeah. to kill. Yeah. Don't have the, to get your hands that dirty. She has both the genetics of Castor and Lita. Mm-hmm. So that's all I needed. Everybody else can just go and, Yeah, Kasima's second. Yeah, I think Kasima's on her way out the door anyway. Yeah. She doesn't feel like she has a lot of time. They just lost all of their research. Like, killing her and leaving a body would just be, I think, like, another thing to have to worry about cleaning up yeah. later. Yeah. If Kasima's eyes at the end of the season, I'm gonna be heartbroken. I just feel it so strongly that it's coming, and Kasima's my favorite clone, and I'm She's not She's my favorite, prepared. too. I'm not prepared for that. A lot of <laughs> us and the fans, they want to know, like, personally, uh-huh. who is your favorite clone? Mm. Oh. Right now, it's absolutely Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> because I've seen her in person and it is a trip watching <laughs> her I love it it's like another it's, person no it's just so funny because when she changes over from like Sarah to 
Crystal, first of all, Crystal takes a long time to get ready. <laughs> you know, she's spray tanned and her nails and her hair and everything. And her personality is just hilarious. Like, you just can't. You can't make that up. <laughs> yeah, I like can't. the way the guys treat her like way differently. Like right. Donnie in the massage parlor scene from mm-hmm. last week was so like, good. "This is a weird, sexy doll version of my wife." My wife. You know? <laughs> and then Arthur being like, "How much do you really know? Not that much, okay?" And I feel like we kind of had talked before about how his reaction to Beth and Sarah and how I felt like maybe he was like replacing some of those feelings he had for Beth with Sarah. And then to see his total just be like, no, not this one, not ever. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, it. I mean, it was hilarious. And especially just because, you know, she isn't stupid. And it's just, yeah, she's absolutely right. fascinating to watch. And she's a really yeah. complex she character. She better not die. I just thought, I, when we were just offset and I was watching her do her thing as Crystal, <laughs> but she was Snapchatting. It was, she was she was dub smashing, <laughs> and she was dub smashing Courtney, um, Chloe, um, no, Kim Kardashian. She was totally kind of just doing her thing as Kim Kardashian, but as Kendall, uh, Crystal, and it was just hysterical just watching her just do her like bubblegum pop and everything. So oh my I just fell in love with her off camera for that reason. Okay, so. I would kill to be on that set. I would love to be on that set. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be so cool. Where Evie comes in again, though, with this storyline with Cosima, is that she, after they kill Kendall, you know, we don't need to go into the bloody details, but yeah, they did. And Cosima, uh, she tells Cosima that she saw uh, Delphine die. Mm-hmm. So my question exactly, you know, exactly was that Evie, was that all Evie setting that up to kill Del? Like, what part did Evie take in the death of Delphine or the potential death of Delphine? I think I have a lot of pawns in my mm. chess game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, I just snap my finger and something happens. So you snapped your finger, though. That was you. I always snap my finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get things done. These girls don't get touched. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in the back of that limo, though, we have people I asking, know. like, what was like to be pistol whipped by Beth? Oh, my gosh. That was, you know, that was a really exhausting night. It I was freezing cold, first of all, because we're shooting in the dead of winter in Toronto, and it was ice cold. But um, it was just really intense, because there were a lot of, you know, technical things in terms of angles and where it was the best to to place the camera and where I was going to get hit and all this stuff. So, but in the end, it kind of just worked out. It was really, it, it was nerve wracking. Both of us were really nervous. <laughs> I think. I don't want to hurt you. I know. It, at one point she had her hand around my throat and I was like, this is, this is not safe. <laughs> I don't feel good with that. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But, yeah. She's, like, well, well, She's no. like, what works for you then? I'm like, anywhere but here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, on that note, I think an interesting question kind of to ask because we see a little bit of humanity, mm-hmm. kind of. Right. Um, you know, when she tells Kasima that and after Kendall dies. And even when they set the the truck or the van on fire with Kendall, you see Evie, like, wince, you know, like, ugh. Yeah, I don't like what I have to do. I'm not... I'm not purely evil. I, I feel awful that this is what it's come to, but I'm kind of a means to an end character. So 
whatever I have to do, I got to do. And, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, well, I'm glad that that registered because I do have some sort of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll now, I guess, officially get into the beatdown. You know, we got the, like, background of uh, the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. thing. So we find out towards the end of the episode that Beth, you know, doesn't kill Susan, obviously, and comes back and puts a gun to Evie's head, and Evie tells her just, you know, it would be best for you. She mentions Paul and Allison and Cosima, everybody mm. that she loves, like, they will die if you don't. So that must have been, first of all, a really intense scene, like we talked about to shoot, but secondly, why? Why is that, that Beth needed to die? Because she was too close? Because she knew too much? Um, all of the above, <laughs> I think. I, I think she was getting in over her head. One person trying to conquer this whole conglomerate of, of a problem is, is too, it's too much for one person to handle. So I think ultimately my character just had to, you know, let her know that if you don't do it, somebody, if I don't do it, somebody else is. If you don't, you know, if you don't kill Susan, I will or something. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I mean, Susan has the epiphany too during the episode that she's like, oh shit. Evie has been plotting against me this whole time. So it must have been fun doing some of those scenes with her. Oh, Rosemary was a, a dream to work with. She's too. a fantastic actress. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And, and that scene with Beth when she was getting held at gunpoint, I was oh like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that come to Jesus moment where she was Whew. like, this is it, I'm dead now. It was just, it was perfect. I'm really glad they held that really tight on her face for a while. It worked. Do you yeah. think that Evie knows or knew about Beth's um, uh, like drug issues? Do you think that she knew that she was kind of an unstable person and that helped I her mean, convince her? I think Beth does a good job at lying Yeah. that I don't really pay attention to that because I'm so self-centered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I don't think that would ever cross my mind. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, guys, we have a lot of questions from fans that use our yeah. hashtag ABTVAskEvie which uh, is amazing. I'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. some of the best ones. Okay. Uh, Delphine is alive. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Uh, Our fave. Yeah. What attracted you to the role of Evie to start with? And we knew this. Did you watch Orphan Black before your character was introduced? So we know the first part of that answer and the second part. What attracted me to the the role? I mean, just the fact that I got to play such a powerful human being (laughs) kind of just made me go, wow, this is scary. To, to, but at the same time, I had no idea what was going on because the creators were kind of just going as we were moving along. So there was no nest, like definite result for me. I, I had no idea what was going to happen. So did you get so like every, the new script every week or something? Well, some scripts would come to me the day before oh, wow. or the day of, and um, which is always fun and a challenge because you want to bring your best foot forward and um, I just think it was it was more just a fear of doing such a hyped up show that not hyped up it's an amazing cult classic show right now and yeah. it's to be a part of that I think I was kind of like okay let's let's do this yeah and I'm sure it's I mean I was exciting. given a, an amazing opportunity so mm-hmm. I was just 
floored that they said, hey, we want you. (laughs) (laughs) Really? For this? (laughs) It was unreal. Honestly, I had no idea I would get this part. You're like, but I'm so nice. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, okay, so OB Trash, uh, who is Steph M. Bird, asked you that you bring such a genuine depth to an evil character. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite moment from the Orphan Black set? Um, I think it was last week's episode, episode five, where Cosima just came out of seeing the baby and Susan brings her into my office and we kind of have like this stare off for a second. Um, that, that was one of the scenes that was rewritten numerous times and we had no idea what was going on. So I would just sit back and wonder. But when we actually got onto it, we were playing around rehearsing and I think Rosemary, Tat, me, we were all just like staring at each other. And it was one of those, we didn't even get out of character when we were not rolling. And mm-hmm. it was one of those moments where I was like, this is kind of the, the set that I would <laughs> want to be on every day. Oh. Because everybody was just trying to make this scene work because we knew that it was important for, for everybody to understand. Mm-hmm. So like I would just, we were just literally playing like staring contest for the whole time. <laughs> so that was probably my most memorable moment on set because I just knew that I was in really good hands. Yeah, you're kind of making history there. I mean, I think I I sometimes can't even believe not every person in the world watches this show (laughs) and I don't understand why they don't. And I swear, you know, like 10 years from now or something, it's going to be like, oh my God, have you guys heard of Orphan Black? Like, it's crazy. (laughs) There's this actress who plays everybody and it's insane. (laughs) And I'm like, hello, people pay attention right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of amazing. You kind of just go, oh, <laughs> when you're in her presence. But she's so she's down to earth yeah. and everything, Oh, too. God. Yeah. I can't even. I would, like, die to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sapurus06 said, will we find out more about Evie's backstory in upcoming episodes or mostly just her role going forward? You will find out a little bit more. Absolutely. Okay. That's oh, all great. I can say. Hmm. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> And this is a good question because I've had this question. What do you think of the theories of Evie being behind Delphine's fate? Was it revenge or something? And I'm going to add to this question because, I don't know, I kind of might have got a lesbian vibe from Evie. Maybe, like, (laughs) a little bit. So, and I know even if I'm wrong, like, you can't answer me probably, but could she have been a past lover of Delphine's? Or Because for a second I was like, whoa. Her and Cosima. And then I'm like, well, Cosima would never. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, like, what do you know any of the history or can tell us with Delphine? I couldn't even put a finger on it. <laughs> Honestly, I that's probably not even on Evie's radar. Evie's got all. goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's got like a list of things to check off. And I don't think lesbianism or Delphine is in any of those categories. All right, okay, just, you know, getting a little creative. Sam's thinking way into this. I mean, how else are you supposed to watch this show? That's true. This is true. You can only think about it in its layers. That's true. I know that, do you guys have any, like, specific questions that you personally want to ask as a fan? Uh, we've been getting a lot of questions about um, Asian representation in uh, cinema and television, Mm -hmm. and, um, it, I mean, we know it's just not where it needs to be. Uh, 
I guess, do you, do you have comments on that? Or do you think, I mean, are you looking for, are there any roles that are, like, exciting to you out there that you're like, man, I'd really like to play that? How can we get you more on TV? <laughs> I mean, this was this was great enough. I'm I'm fine with Orphan Black. No, but I I guess because this casting office was really colorblind to um to to seeing my tape and being op- like I wasn't even there. I wasn't even in person. I had no idea who these ladies were mm-hmm. before they even before I even met them. I had no idea, and so I think it's kind of amazing that an Asian woman actually got to play this part as opposed to somebody else but at the same time like I I go in for things that are not for Asians all the time and I end up getting the part so it's kind of cool that's how it should be you know absolutely and it's cool too that um, we've got like a lot of great female like villains on this right. show which mm-hmm. I yeah. mean with the whole if you want to guys follow Marvel news but like uh, and Iron Man 3 was supposed to have female villain they're like the toys won't sell and it's like I will be there I love right. a good female villain and <laughs> I mean look they're at, so awesome like, ten toys <laughs> if I have to <laughs> whatever I need to do exactly um, <laughs> I mean I've played villains before and they're so fun yeah 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 they're the funnest to play. They apparently. are. I mean, I have a blast playing evil people. Oh. I mean, clearly <laughs> you're smashing it on our lines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and some of the fans yeah. said evil Cho. I know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what? Get yes. it. <laughs> I love you all, but that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, Can you go more into depth just about the casting process and how you you said you just sent in a tape? Was there any sort of sort of like producer session or no, Skype session? Nothing. It was just a tape. I literally put myself on tape in my bedroom wow. with a blanket. Wow. And so, up so your agent called, said you have this audition, and then you put yourself on tape, yeah. sent it in, and then they called and said you got the part. They called a couple days later and they said. I got the part. Wow. Wow. Last turn around. That's so incredible. Crazy, right? And then, like, a few days later, I had to fly out to Toronto and do my thing, and it was just kind of a whirlwind. Wow. Yeah. Was it? Was the character already named Evie Cho? Like, no. Okay. No, it was a completely different name, and I'm trying to remember what it was. That's so cool. But it sounded white. <laughs> 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 so, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that yeah kind of that's awesome. Like Scotty Smith. Yeah, Evie I think Cho. That's yeah, they're yeah. like, we need some more, you know, they probably saw you and then came up, they're like, uh, lights went off in the writer's head, like, oh, wait, no. Evie Cho's a great character. Yeah, name. that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instant classic. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, on that note, let's get into some quick predictions, you guys. Oh, oh man. Um, TV <laughs> predictions. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I wrote mine down and I, I didn't memorize it, but uh, screw it. Uh, off the top of my head, predictions for next week. Cosima uh, is going to crack. Uh, I think she's been under so much pressure. She's just, like, everything she had is gone, and now she's dying. I don't know how she's supposed to pick herself up from that and move forward. I think we're going to see a real, like, like we've all, it seems always positive and like, we're gonna make it work and I'm gonna figure out a solution. I think that stops next week, hopefully briefly. Um, I think we're gonna see a different Kasima next week. 
Okay. Nice. I think that we're going to see a lot more of Crystal. I think she's going to start to figure out more, or they're going to bring her into the Clone Club somehow. She's going to become a part of the family. And I also think that something's going on with Helena. I think that that mm. storyline's going to get brought back in. Please. Where did she yeah, go? Nice what is she doing? What type of trouble is she getting herself into? She's so close to giving birth. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's going on with her? I think they're going to find Kendall's mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in the graveyard. Right. I don't know. I feel like maybe they could use Sarah to help Kasima. They're going to find a way. They, yeah. It always gets really dark for them, but I don't think Kasima's going to die. I think, and maybe she'll break, but I, don't, I think she'll be okay. I do feel like a clone will die. But I really, now that I said that, I'm like, well, it makes most sense to be Kasima. But I really don't want that. <laughs> I know uh, that you can't give us any predictions, but mm-hmm. you, uh, but the character of Evie Cho, mm-hmm. who would be the one that you really secretly want to be friends with? The clones, out of the clones. Um, oh my gosh. It would have to be Kasima. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think Great you might admire yeah. You might like her a little bit. Just like <laughs> 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 oh need to put your wow. cannon back in there. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. Some of the fans agree. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much, Jocelyn, so for much. being yeah. here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and you. you guys can find her on social media at Jessa Wanlin. Uh, Jessa Wanlin. You guys are amazing. And where can everyone find you? Hey, guys. You can find me at Joel and Monique and BlackGirlNerds.com. And you can find me at AmandaFTA31, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hey, and I'm Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HollyWeirdo or Snapchat, Kelly McInerney with three L's. <laughs> and, of course, guys, follow AfterBuzzTV, rate, review, subscribe. You can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamDavidsonEntertainment.com, Twitter and Instagram at SamD43, and uh, Snapchat at SamDavidson25 if you want to see the shenanigans with my broken foot and my scooter. Mm. That is here right now. Thank you, Jessalyn. Thank you Thank all you. for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye, Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.